quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Greetings. You're listening to So There I Was. It's how all great aviation tales begin. This is episode 74. Mattress 1, Harrier 0. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> They're all great stories. And, and this is our guest, Fister, who was a former Harrier pilot, former squadron yeah. commander. The last squadron commander Whoa, of the rank, yeah. BMAT 203. Very, yeah, that's a that's a fact. So he's uh, not only uh, outstanding aviator; he's historical in the fact that he is the last skipper of VMAT two hundred three. Yeah, yep. And that's the squadron where, if you just got your wings from flight school, that's where you went to learn to fly the Harrier. Or if you were transitioning from another airplane, that's where you went. We all we all went through it. All went through uh, everybody it. that flew it went went through that yeah. squadron. Absolutely, fun so, times. Great stories, including how it is that he came to be on our show. He he was it works at your company and was in there and was one of your students. And he's like, "Man, I got to well, tell this guy about this really show." My, he wasn't really my student; he was my customer. You know, yeah, customer. I was administering yeah. him his check ride. Funny how that worked out. Small world. And I'm <laughs> I got to tell this guy about this show. Boy, it sounds familiar. <laughs> that voice is really familiar, right? Yeah, the time got away from us, uh, like it always does, because once the stories start, you kind of lose track of time. Great, and all fantastic ones. Yeah, he had a great career. He had a great career full of a bunch of bunch of great stories. And I'm sure uh, we'll, we'll uh, you know, I, just like always, when we're finished, he's thinking of 20 more that he probably could have told. Right. And uh, we got back to something we haven't spent much time on in a long time we we had a lot of call signs talked about in this one so yeah what was what was the other title we considered uh let's see ass tranny and uh what was the third i did write the third one down but these were all call signs oh oh his call sign duh oh fister yeah Yeah. fister ass and tranny so uh, we were thinking of calling it fister ass and tranny it's not what you think. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you think. But, but boy, Get your boy. mind out of the gutter, people. Yeah. And ASS, so. by the way, stands for Air Show Stopper. Yeah. It's an acronym for Air Show Stopper, not, yeah. you know, the, your posterior. Yeah. But, wow, what it, the, these are, you know, this, this is a example of the nonstop fun that we had. Huh? Yeah. 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 This is good stuff. We also need to thank this week chucker 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 thank you sir chucker stepped up again this month and contributed a second time a huge amount a double tanker aircraft commander a double tanker aircraft commander now yeah the deuce so uh, very generous of you sir you and sal have both done that now and we can't tell you how much we appreciate it this helps us keep bringing the show to people and it's a thrill to be able to do so and it's through the generosity of people like you and and all our other patron pilots that we're able to able to continue this huge it's huge if you like the show and you want to contribute you can go to so there was.us slash patreon we can't tell you how much we appreciate it there's different tiers that you can go there and uh, wind up even getting yourself some merch sent to you as a result of being a pilot here i'll tell you what let's start it let's get out of the way Let's get out of the Let's do it. Hit the button. Here comes Fister. In the world's smallest cockpit, on the tanker, 
through the weather. Oh, and to the uh, tanker crew who uh, did that. Thanks a lot. We really appreciated that. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. Well, there I was crossing the pond, and you could see that I wasn't exactly fun. So there I was over Ramadi, Iraq, underneath the cloud deck at night, flying around with my lights off, about to head to the tanker when a call came in from C2. That's command and control. There is a tick in Mosul. And I thought, all right, game on. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Aviation story started. That's a much better uh, way to go. Uh, he, yeah, that, that's just terrifying. Don't you know flying at night with your lights off is dangerous? Yeah. What in the wild, wild world? <laughs> yeah. Well, well it's just doing, The even funnier part is I was a, a MOTS instructor at the time overseas to, to help out 211. And I was doing exactly what MOTS tells early not to do, which is uh, fly underneath the cloud deck. But uh, good way to get shot down. But I uh, figured since it was nighttime. It would, it would be okay. and uh, be just fine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. greetings to everyone. Repeat here. Coming to you from Belgium today. And uh, I'm talking with our special guest and my co-host, Fig, who ran into our special guest week, week and a half ago <laughs> in a very funny way. Fig, where are you today? And then we'll get into that. I'm in Kearney, Missouri, which is just outside Kansas City. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of much, pretty much God's country. Uh, here in Missouri, if you if you're gonna live in Missouri, uh, but yes, our special guest Fister uh, and I uh, worked together uh, a week and a half or so ago, and um, lo and behold, here we are. There you and, go. So Fister, you yeah, you had an interesting perspective on this. Tell us about that. How'd that go? Yeah, you yeah. Wind first up of here? all, guys, uh, th- thanks for having me. I'm a big I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, like I was telling Fig. I don't, I don't think I'm really worthy after hearing some of the stories from uh, guys like Captain Williams and, and Tammy Joe and, and, and uh, Vapor. Uh, I feel a little bit inadequate, just your average Joe Harrier pilot from the War on Terror. But uh, anyway, I was in uh, at recurrent training, which uh, for those that don't know, is kind of like your annual NATOPS check at an airline. And Fig and I are at the same airline. So we're sitting there waiting for the instructor to come in and uh, Fig walks in. We start talking about backgrounds, and he finds out I was a Harrier guy. He finds out I was a West Coast guy, so he makes fun of me for not knowing how to do V-Stall. And then he tells me he was in the uh, the Great American Bulldogs. And I don't put it together that, that he's the host. And this is how kind of as much of a crayon-eating slow Marine I am. I'm like, he would probably really like this awesome podcast. So there I was. It's like his era, his guys. So... That was kind of funny. And then I'm listening to him, though, during the, the brief, and I start, like, I know that voice. Where is that familiar? What is going on? <laughs> and you guys never have your names on the show. You just use call signs. So I, I didn't put it together at first, but I won't say your, your name on the show, but your, your name makes it immediately obvious that your call sign is Fig. And I was like, wait, <laughs> this must be Fig from the show. Uh, holy crap. This is awesome. But then I was like, well, I'm not going to say anything because if I, if I ball it up, I don't want to be the, you know, be on, be on the next episode. So there I was after, after tanking a, a simulator. You should have so. seen this idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I, I can say uh, Fister, you know, he was outstanding uh, on his uh, on his recurrent line check or recurrent uh, sim check. And, uh, uh, you know, I would expect nothing less of a naval aviator. And he watered by, you know, I, cry, I was crying inside most of the time. And I had a hard time seeing because I my, t- my eyes were full of tears, almost the entire, you know, sortie. So, yeah. Very nice. That's cool. Well, let's back up a little bit, and then we'll get get you over uh, over Iraq again. But uh, how did you get into flying? Yeah, so I was uh, grew up in the Bay Area. Um, I remember going to uh, some air shows at Moffett Field right down there. I grew up in a town called San Carlos, which if you've flown into SFO, it's about 10 miles south of there. So Moffett Field, saw the Blue Angels, kind of got got hooked on aviation um my grandfather was in the he was in world war ii was in the third infantry division so he had a lot of really awesome stories my dad was in the navy during vietnam so kind of two two parallel interests there both aviation and the military and um i went to uc davis up there near sacramento the marine corps i kind of the air force and the navy were kind of looking for technical degrees with a 3.5 or better none of which i was capable of but i could run kind of fast do pull-ups uh and get a 2.5 and pass the uh the astb aviation selection test battery the the aviation test to get a flight contract with the marine corps and i figured if i couldn't fly for some reason the marine corps was the the branch i i wanted to go into so that's uh kind of how i got started excellent excellent cool uh, and so, uh, were you a PLC or OCS guy? I was PLC combined. So yeah, I went yeah. did the 10 week course. That's what uh, I did. Um, between my junior and senior year. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I did. I, I don't know if I was a two, a two summer guy. I don't know if I would have went back for the second one. Yeah. Right. yeah. We were talking about that yesterday. You know, I, that's yeah. the funny thing. I failed that IQ test. I did go back. But... <laughs> But, uh, I, I, you know, I just can't help but think that they just make it a little bit easier or a little bit more fun for juniors. Because if if juniors yeah. had been anything like seniors, there's no way in hell I would have gone okay. back. Seniors right. sucked. Uh, yeah. Listen, man, the first eight weeks of that 10-week OCS thing, I was really – it was I, – I hated uh, the Marine Corps, but I wasn't leaving. You know, I was like, right. yeah. no yeah. No way am I leaving. I'm going to show yeah. you, you son of a bitch, you know. Can't make me quit. Can't make me quit, you bastard. And he tried hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Uh, and so, obviously, uh, you you made it through, and you went to uh, the basic school and then on to flight school. Any, um, do you, well, uh, you know, regarding OCS, or, uh, yeah, OCS, uh, any, uh memorable humorous moments uh you that you know stick with you to this day no nothing nothing too memorable from ocs um tbs i remember freezing my ass off because he was frozen fox you know i'm oh. sure everybody says this but supposedly that was the worst winter they'd had in northern virginia in like 20 years or something oh so i just remember waking up in uh like snow drifts and dreaming of pensacola uh-huh Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what what uh, fox of what year? Uh, uh, fox TBS? of 02, 02, 03. So I uh, I started September oh two and then uh, finished up in uh, like April. Actually, I, was, I remember I was in the barber shop 
in either Quantico or maybe right the gate there, um, town that was like Garrisonville or something like that. Um, yeah, as Saddam's statue was getting pulled down. So I, I thought I was going to miss the war. I was like freaking out. It, you know, turns out it went on for a few more years. Whoops. Right. Yeah. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. Thinking of that cold, I remember we were doing it. It's an uh, NBC nuclear biological chemical warfare lovingly referred oh, yeah. to as platoon in the glad bag in, yeah. uh, in Quantico in, uh, January of 85, when they were doing Reagan's second inauguration, I think the coldest inauguration on record. So, yeah, yeah it, it seems to get there, it, it, which is amazing how stinking cold it can get in the South, in Virginia. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah, cold. It was, so. it was, just for a California guy, it was not, not a fun experience. No, no. I thought I had an air contract at that point. Right. Well, Big Mac. Speaking of right. air con, right? <laughs> hey, that's an acronym F you should probably F it. define. Yeah, F it. Yeah. I got my air contract. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that was like half our company was pilots. They actually called us like Fox Squadron instead of Wings. There were so many air contracts in there. Oh yeah, um, good. I guess there is kind of a funny story from commissioning. Now that you mentioned that, because the day before I was being commissioned, they the OSO who's officer selection officer, basically an officer recruiter. He, he calls me and he's like, Dan, we lost your flight physical paperwork. Um, there's two options. You can delay or you, we could commission you right now as a ground contract. Oh, and boy. we'll switch it over to an air. Once we find your paperwork. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> this is like your total cliche, like recruiter kind of yeah. screwing you over thing. Right. But, uh, uh -oh. when I, I had I had all this family coming up for like commission and everything. This was in like April, and I had to wait like six months to actually start active duty. But um, anyway, I I knew it was true that they weren't taking ground contracts, and that's kind of what he told me. He's like, "We're not, we don't need any ground contracts right now." It was that was right after nine eleven. Everybody was trying to to join up. He's like, "We still need pilots," so I kind of took his word for it and took the plunge and got commissioned as a ground contract, and it. It didn't finally get sorted out until I was like the first week of TBS. So. Oh shit, that's <laughs> yeah. not stressful at all. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, it all worked out. <laughs> wow. Well, you're a you are a trusting, yeah, trusting yeah, individual. Yeah. I, yeah. That's rough. That's rough. <laughs> that could have uh, ended badly. No two ways yeah, about it. For sure. For sure. So, so, uh, y you know, you threw a couple, uh, acronyms out in the very beginning and I, and I'm okay. before we get too far, uh, yeah. you said, uh, you said tick. I know what that means, but can you define that? Yeah, sure. So, uh, a tick is a troops in contact. It's basically a term meaning that there's ground, friendly ground forces under fire from the enemy, uh, receiving effective fire, I think is the actual book awesome. definition. And, and that then they the other air. Yeah, thank you. That's perfect. And then the other uh, acronym, I think we covered MOTS. Did we cover MOTS? Repeat? Yeah, we have, but yeah, let's remind okay. folks. What's that? It, yeah, it's, uh, it stands for Marine Aviation Weapons and Tactics Squadron 1. Most people just call it MOTS. It's, it's the Marine Corps' Aviation Weapons School, so kind of the equivalent of Navy, Top Gun, and Air Force Weapons School. Perfect. Thank you. So That's, uh, uh, that's pretty intense. And you taught there for how long? Oh, yeah, uh, I taught yeah. there for three years from uh, 2013 to 2016. Wow. Uh, oh, how many classes a year would you guys put through there? Uh, we would put through two classes a year. And then, 
Yeah, the rest of the time we would basically go out and do IP upgrades. So the way training in the squadron would work, you have certain qualifications you would need to do um, certain sorties. So like air to air, for example, you need a, an ACTI, an air combat tactics instructor would be required to teach those sorties. Um, and we would go out and make the uh, air air combat tactics instructors, the night systems instructors that would train guys how to fly on night vision goggles. Um, and then, so the squadron would kind of build them up, give them some practice reps, and then they would go through a certification with the MOTS instructors. And then they'd be signed off and go back and, and teach the fleet. And then at WTI, um, they would send guys through, they would go through uh, a six-week course of two weeks of academics and then four weeks of pretty awesome flying, like some of the best sorties out there, really good training. And then they would come back to the squadron and they would be the training officer for the squadron. Awesome. Okay. It's kind nice. of like, uh, uh, teach the teacher. Right. Yeah. Right? Instruct exactly. the instructor yep. and then yeah. send them back yeah. with all the knowledge. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, uh, I, I'm looking at your, uh, I'm looking at notes here and, um, you so you went uh, after TBS. You go to flight school, and I see here uh, you were late for Fam Zero and VT two. So obviously you did primary <laughs> yeah. VT two. How yeah. does that work out for you? Yeah, so I was VT two, <laughs> and it was the same. So the CO at the time of VT six was actually Vapor, one of your your oh, previous no guests. Way. So yeah, yeah. Nice. So he was the CO of VT six. I was over VT two, and at the time, cell phones were kind of new in two thousand two. Like they were around, but I had one oh, of those yeah. like shitty Nokia that you could play Snake on or whatever. And they made everybody have a landline, and that was like the primary means of contacting people. And they had like an AODO type guy, assistant uh, operations duty officer, who was a student, and he would sit there. And as changes came through the flight, because they had to shift stuff around, they would have to call the other students and tell them like, "Hey, your you know whatever, fourteen hundred flight got changed to a twelve hundred flight, or whatever." In my case, my fourteen hundred Fam Zero, Fam Zero was basically like meet your on wing, uh, learn how to do a pre-flight, ask you some questions if you studied, and then you get ready to go do your first flight like the then next get day. get a ride in an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't get to, fam zero, you don't get to ride. You just, oh, okay. It was just, in a, it was just a, a pre-flight demonstration and kind of, you know, meet your on wing type thing. Um, okay. So, so they changed my fam zero from like a 12 or a 1400 to like a zero six. Whoops. So... <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll get up, you know, work out, whatever. So at about 6.30, my on calls me and he's like, Dan, what, where the F are you? Like, it, you're like half an hour late. I'm like, it was supposed to be like 12. How can I be late? He's like, no. And so I go and I like, I missed it. My message machine has like the blinking lights. Like, oh shit. This is Ensign so-and-so. We've changed your fam zero to... So he he was he was a great on wing. He was a cool guy. He understood, you know, kind of gave me a gave me a pass on that, and oh. uh, went pretty well after that. But it was a it was a rough debut. <laughs> right, oh, that's that's a terrible feeling. At yeah. least uh, we, it didn't make it into the recording. But a recent guest we had, of course, as soon as we stopped recording, then the great stories come out. Talks oh, yeah. about right. showing up drunk to a simulate. <laughs> nice. Go. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah, uh, <laughs> not a way to influ- make friends and influence uh, people there. But uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you, uh, uh, so you did VT two, obviously, and then uh, where, where where'd you go through jet training? 
Yeah, VT2, then I went up to uh, Meridian, VT9. They were still flying T2s there, but by the time I got there, it was all a T45 syllabus. So they still had some guys in VT2 doing, um, you know, like intermediate T2s. Then they would go to VT7 and finish in T45s. By the time I got there, um, they've been pretty well into like several months into just doing a, a pure T45 syllabus. So. I was VT9 the whole way through. Yeah. Okay. VT9? VT19? VT9. VT9. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. obviously, uh, so you, it says that you almost got prowlers. So uh, obviously you must have yeah. flown, flown too yeah, good at the boat, right? This is, uh, I, well, I, I wasn't particularly good at the boat. I mean, I, I, I passed my first time, but, uh, I, my, you know, I was, I was definitely fleet average on that, but, what happened was there was another buddy of mine, uh, Scratcher, I'll tell you offline who he is and you probably know, uh, know his dad. But anyway, he was, me and him were neck and neck for the second spot amongst Marines that were selecting in that class. And they were doing like a quality spread. So basically it was like whatever the first guy wanted, he got what he wanted. The second guy got whatever he wanted as long as it wasn't what the first guy wanted. And then the third guy would get prowlers if there was a prowlers. <laughs> so, <laughs> shit. So Scra- Scratcher was slightly ahead of me, uh, but he went out on his ACM 15 check. Um, that one where you're, it's like the two students and the instructor. And he went, he was at Key Field in Meridian because they were doing like an out and in or something. And he took the railway with no flaps. Just, so he got it down and that put my oh, score. Just far enough ahead of him to put me in second. But Scratcher was, was anthroed out. So anthroed out is like your they call, uh, anthropometric measurements. Oh, I think, yeah, where, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whether you could fit in the Your in legs the are too headlight. long and you, yeah. can't, you fit in the ejection seat right. brake yeah. and all yeah. that. So, okay. Yeah. Scratcher had some like dinosaur arms or something. So he couldn't. Well, he had long. Know, it was the thigh. Yeah. It's your femur. He had long femurs. Yeah. Yeah, he had something weird going on, uh, and so he he was anthroed out. So it it fell to uh, the next guy. So the the guy after him got <laughs> so we both got Harriers. Whoa, so, good which deal. was awesome. Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what's That's- amazing to me is taking the runway without flaps. Okay, you know today <clears throat> that'd be a debrief item, but the the crap in flight school guys got downs for. It's like oh come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I think yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. Another Did you give him any downs as an instructor fig? Uh, yeah, but I mean, no, I, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> you know, the ones that the ones that I gave downs to, you know, it, it was it was a safety thing, danger, yeah, danger. Yeah, you're going to kill me, somebody else, yourself, maybe a lot of people at once. Uh, th- right. Those are the kind of things I, I was, a, you know, was a down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's oh, see. Man. So you got, uh, so you got your wings, uh, and that, so this is about the yep. 03, 04 timeframe. Uh, so I started there in 04 in advance and I got my wings in 05. So like okay. August of 05. Yeah. And then, uh, over to, to 203, um, okay. there was like a, uh, six month wait in the pool there. There was. You know, for yeah, needing people, were, it amazes me the I, amount of time we spent yeah. in pools, uh, and right. I don't mean swimming pools. Uh, yeah, waiting, yeah. waiting to start the next phase of training. Right. Yeah, 
Talk yeah. about inefficiency. So what did you, what did they yeah. have you do for six months? <laughs> That's a pretty good story too. So I had a, <laughs> two roommates. We had a house on, on the river, the Noose River there in, in New Bern, yeah. kind of that James City area. Yeah. And our one roommate, Pooch, he was like super pissed that we had a pool. Like he was like, this is bullshit. I signed up to go to war. Like, why am I sitting here doing nothing? He's like, I'm going to go tell the ops to like, send me to Iraq. This is, this is bullshit that we're sitting here. I'm like, pooch, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, this is not going to end well. Well, what he also didn't tell us was that our other buddy Spackle, he had like some connection at Pax River. Like I think his dad was a test pilot or something. So he was working a deal for them to go to Pax River and like flying the back of Hornets and stuff. So Pooch does this. He goes in the officer's office on like a Friday. The officer was words. I'm not sure if you guys know him or not, but. Oh, yeah. 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 So he goes in there and he's like, this is bullshit. So many racks you have to do. I don't want to sit around in a pool and not do anything. He's like, all right, noted. So on Monday, there's an AOM and we go in there and the first thing out of the gate, words is like, all right, we got some RP jobs coming down. Uh, Fister, you're going to go to S1, which is like the admin shop. You're right. going to help out this new thing called uh, DTS, Defense Travel System. Oh, I don't know if you guys are familiar, but yes, it sucks. it's horrible. It's absolutely <laughs> horrible. Yeah. And then our other roommate was Buck. And they're like, Buck, you're going to go to NATOP, to DOS, and help sort out NATOP's jackets. Director of Safety and, and uh, Standardization. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then he's like, Peach and Spackle, you're going to Pax River to fly Hornets around. And we're like, God damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So since then, I've always called him a good deal pooch. Uh, I think he might run into him because he's with us too. So if you see All him, right. be sure to call All him right. that. Um, he hates it, but he, he deserves it. But I, I can't get too mad at him. He met his wife up there. He's he's overall a great dude. But He met case, his wife when uh, he was at Pax River? Yeah. Well, see, he yeah, was supposed yeah. to go there, right. right? I know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It was, it was <laughs> destiny. <laughs> wow. Man, I was I was yeah. thinking, man, uh, words is going to hammer. He's going to get you know. You want to do something stupid? Yeah, here. we'll take care right. of you. But <laughs> no, we got a good deal, deal for you. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Chase Chase Cole said uh, that's uh, DTS is the worst. It in, is the in worst. the comments yeah. section there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, because, uh, but backing uh, up a little bit. Uh, Sticks was saying you could get uh, Coasties get get washed out for no apparent fear of death. I guess we saw some of that too. Hey, Taco Bell's on Taco Bell's on uh, Tales with Taco, and he said the Matzig Pool, Matzig Marine Aviation Training Support Group, the Matzig Pool where lieutenants check in, but they never check out. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> Hotel, Hotel California, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Oh. Okay, I don't want to get sidetracked here because no. we got to get we got to get to your stuff. All Yo, right, we so, got to get uh, you. We got to get you back to Iraq. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so let's see. I don't know where to. I'm kind of looking at here. Initial so, tanker call day before combat ops. That was yeah, your initial tanker call. You yeah, you can't yeah. do it in the rag, can you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I'll repeat this the other day. So, I get to two eleven, and and we're like, we get there six months before we're going to deploy with the eleventh Mu. That's uh, very next missionary unit, but most most guys pronounce it Mu M E U. And you could do deploy as a composite squadron with, in that, in that year it was 46s. Uh, now it's, it's Ospreys on uh, some, you know, attack helicopters, 53s, that kind of stuff. Okay. But anyway, we, we, at 203 at the time, they were so, 
you know, hard up to get guys out the door, they waived the or deferred the tanker code. So we get there, we go okay. through all the workups and the fleet, getting ready to go on the deployment, and they can never get a tanker lined up. Every time it's scheduled, it falls out for whatever reason. So we get to the Persian Gulf, and we're about to start OAF support, and I still haven't been in the tankers. Oh, boy. <laughs> and every shorty at that time was like multiple hits at the tanker. So thankfully, um, actually, I think it was the Truman, might have been the Roosevelt, I can't remember, but there was a, a CV out there as well. And somehow they worked it out so we could go go in there, join their their tanker stack. And they always had a, you know, a tanker configured F-18 to refuel guys if they couldn't trap for whatever reason. So two Harriers, here came me and BC came in there, two Harriers cruising through the Marshall stack and got my three plugs. <laughs> I, was, I was qualified to go fly uh OAF the next day. So well, they give you like fifty pounds at fifty pounds of fuel at yeah, a time yeah. or something. Hey, okay, get out of the basket. All right, come back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't much. So well, that's that's good. That's good. Well, yeah, some of like yeah. uh, some of the most spectacular aerial demonstrations I've ever seen were uh, were in and around that tanker basket. In in yeah. one of which the the most spectacular aerial display of flying I've ever seen in my life was my cohorst. Uh, behind, I think it was a KC, uh, it was a Marine KC-130, and uh, he did it this octaflugeron around the... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. it was, it was, ama- it was amazing. I gave him the basket back. I didn't take it with me. <laughs> I was, I was certain I was getting ready to watch the biggest mishap in my life, and somehow he corkscrewed the Got thing back out from, yeah. it was tangled, the thing was tangled around the whole, you know, it was like, they had him in a death, had him in a death grip. And he flew. I can't even explain it. At one point, I think he was upside down, but he got it so, out. So the funny thing about this is uh, Sticks is like, I need to tell my version of this story because you've referenced it several times. Here's the worst part of it. I have zero recollection of that. None. It was a, tra- it was a traumatic event, so I'm sure. It. My brain it was is complete. going, yeah, don't, you don't want to remember <laughs> that, dude. <laughs> I'm just watching Helpless going, oh, my God. Yeah. This is not going to end well. Must have been somebody else. Couldn't have been me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure it was somebody else. I, I must be mistaken. It was another repeat. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, man. What so, yeah, so you get the call the day before. Co- that's great. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get out of combat. Now you need to. You're going to need yeah, to do it right. in combat, so let's give you one look yeah, at it let's before you go. Yeah, let's one look before we go. Yeah. What, what could so, possibly so I, go wrong? Well, okay, so you're yeah. in Iraq. Now, this is your first time, though, so you aren't a MOTS instructor yet. But uh, yeah. I don't know. You yeah, want to talk about the one time. you opened with, how, how, how you find yourself? Yeah, so that was um, that was at the kickoff, uh, or pretty close to kickoff of Inherit Resolve. So you guys remember 2014, the Islamic State kind of overran like the the western half of Iraq and the eastern mm-hmm. half of Syria uh, were kind of you know waging their psychotic campaign there. So, two eleven was was already forward deployed, and uh, they were you know they weren't planning on doing air results because it hadn't started yet. But it, it quickly went from just kind of a presence deployment to being a a no shit combat deployment. And they were they went out the door really short on flight leads, so. It was pretty much they had their their field grade and their their WTI their their weapons and tax constructor who they just who just gone through the course with us. So they their CO came and asked if we could send a couple guys over. Um, so Spam and I went over 
I stayed for spam stayed for about three weeks. I stayed for six weeks. I didn't really have anything anything going on. And uh, yeah, we just kind of flew with their their young guys. Flew with their um, section lead builds. You know, the guys working up on quals and stuff like that. So that's how I found myself over uh, Ramadi, Iraq, in uh, in 2014. And I was I was down there working with uh, some kind of special forces JTAC, and he was having me track some some ISIS vehicles and whatnot. And uh, yeah, the call came through from the Air Force uh, CRC, I think, but they're basically a combat readiness center, whatever their command and control was called. Their equivalent of the the Marine Corps uh, TAOC or Tactical Air Operations Center. Basically, they kind of control deeper uh, airstrikes and stuff like that. Um, so they came back with, with info that there was a tick going on in, in Mosul, which is about 300 miles away. And my wingman and I had, uh, Slinky, he was a pretty new, pretty new guy. He was, uh, kind of like me on my first one where he just gotten out the door, but he was, they were land-based. So he was, he was qualified flying at night and everything. And he, we were working split, split kill box operations and doing what we called yo-yo tanker ops where you would go to provide more time on station. You would go to the tanker as a single, come back, whatever. So we were separated, and he had come off the tanker fairly recently. I was getting down to basically you know, being on my tanker bingo when the, the tick came in. So I coordinated Great. to get the, the tanker right to, to meet, meet us on the way. I called Slinky over and was like, hey, we got to join up. Let's go. There's a, there's a tick going on in Mosul. And that's a pretty far transit, but so we're, I'm kind of patting myself on the back, right, for like getting the tanker joined up. I've got everything suitcase. This is going to be great. And I get to the tanker, you know, plug first try, top off. I'm off the tanker and I'm like max blast going up to Mosul and I'm directing Slinky's join. I'm like, this is shit hot. Like I got gas in like minimal time. We're going to be up there. It's going to be great. Slinky's joining up on me. Perfect. And Slinky's about 10 miles away. I either had him on radar or I just saw him because I had goggles on. And I'm like calling out my position. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm at your, you know, two o'clock, 10 miles, a little low. And he's like, I'm blind. I don't see you yet. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? So I'm thinking in my head, like, new guy, come on, let's go. Right. I don't have time for this. There's a Get aboard, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then it dawns on me when he's at about five miles and I'm still blacked out. Totally lights out because I was midnight. under that. Yeah, because I was under that cloud deck in Ramadi. The trap wasn't super high over there, but they had some like thirty millimeter man, man pads, uh, man portable air defense, shoulder fired IR missiles okay. that they you know took over the Iraqi. So and I wasn't going to be not under a the place clouds. you want to get shot down. No, you want right. to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to yeah, highlight your Yeah, disturbing video. Uh, yeah, for sure. kind of like so, keeping your head on your shoulders. Yeah, exactly. So I remembered, I turned my, my, my lights on, my IR lights on anyway, and he saw it joined up. And so we, we cruised up there. It, it worked out pretty well. We got the nine line, which is kind of how a, a JTAC will um, pass along a, a brief for a close air support attack. So he gave us that. He went, I had, uh, I was carrying two GBU-38s or possibly one GBU-54. It's guided bomb unit. Uh, those are both. Essentially, a JDAM variant, Joint Direct Attack Munition, basically a, a GPS, IRS guided weapon. 500 um, pound, 500 pound, five, 500 pounders. Yeah. 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 And he was carrying one uh, GB 38 
the 500 pound variant and uh, a laser Maverick. So they just wanted the bomb. So we got, got the nine line, got all three bombs on and kind of vaporized this ISIS bunker that was giving them some trouble and came back. But yeah, it nice. almost was, almost was less, less of a good outcome. Yeah. I don't have you in sight. Yeah. Come yeah. on, dude. Come on. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, never yeah. mind. Yeah. 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 All right. My fault. My bad. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Uh, That's awesome. I, I think I've seen this video. Uh, you know, it was the video I'm talking about. You, I got here, uh, AV8B versus mattress. And yeah. is that is that the nose gear that wouldn't come down? Is that the no uh, uh, so, on the ship? Repeat, re, no, no. This is, uh, I actually left 203, but it was, I had a lot of friends there still. This was like, uh, so this must have been 2007-ish. And the Mag Shield at the time was a little bit, a little bit crazy. Let's, let's be honest about it. Um, I won't say who he is, but anybody that was there would probably vouch for that. And, Juice, you, you guys might know Juice, but he was oh, flying. Yeah. Great, yeah. great guy, yeah. great instructor. I, I did my my safer solo check with him. He was flying. I think they were doing a fan sortie with a, a newer student, and yeah. their nose gear wouldn't come down. And like you guys know, that there's a procedure for that to emergency extend the gear. But I guess the Mag CO on his like UK exchange tour at some point had had seen this happen. And one time they did the emergency extension and the nose gear didn't come down and it like cracked the frame really bad. And so the second time they didn't extend the note, they didn't do the emergency extension. They put a mattress underneath it and it was like, it saved the day supposedly. Well, hey. so, so I've, I'm seeing, yeah. this doesn't sound like yeah. it's going to be a good, right. it's like, hold on. I have to jump not. in here. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I have yeah. to ask. Yeah. Asking for a friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, yeah. For a friend. So the like I said, the Mag CO was he was also kind of a micromanager. So he's listening to the two oh three bass frequency. So he hears juice and the, the ODO kind of troubleshooting and trying to figure it out. And the Mag CO jumps on the radio and orders him not to do the NATOPS procedure. And you you hear juice on the tape, he's like, Okay, understand you're ordering me. Directly ordering me not to follow Natops. It's like, that's right. Don't blow the gear down, blah, 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 whatever. So it's like, I want you to land on this mattress. So they, they bring a mattress out to, uh, I think it was the South Pad. So, so and who, who has a mattress laying around? I, mean, I don't how, know. How, how does that start? A, yeah. <laughs> Go to the barracks and get a mattress. <laughs> it's it's a great question. It's a great question. But they find a mattress and they strap it down with like some of those tr truck straps or whatever they managed to try and tie it down with. Um, which, so he comes down, he's going to VL. It's like looking pretty good until he gets to about vertical 10 landing. feet. Yep. And it's just, yeah, he's doing a vertical landing and it just freaking sucks the whole mattress oh, through yeah, I saw that coming. the engine. You've probably seen some, there's pictures of it all over the internet. If you Google like Harrier mattress <laughs> and it, you know, destroys the motor or whatever. They lands, they're both okay. Both the pilots are okay. And uh, you know, but that's that's not even the end of the story, though, because no. eventually they they get into the hangar. You know, they they get it on jacked up. They they towed into the hangar, 
they try the emergency extension and of course it works 4.0 those gear sure. comes down yeah. no problem <laughs> but then there's a there's a marine that's like huffing paint you know because why not oh, um, yeah. and and he he drives a tug into the side of this thing oh shit it damages it even more so that was that was the end of, of Harrier versus Mattress. Well, you know what it, they say. You can't fix stupid. So, so it was it the, so was it the Huffin, uh, the, the, the Huffin Marine that drove the, the yeah, tug into the, he, oh, he drove shit. the tug. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a kick, kick it already down and kicked him in the junk. Yeah. Yeah. That, that poor airplane was. Wow. It's not wow. its day. Yeah. Right. That Jeez. is. That is amazing. <laughs> so, so uh, Lishima, Fuzz, Flyby, oh, yeah. Ishima. Yeah. So, yeah, were so, you you a West? Were you a Westpacking at the time? Yeah, we were doing Westpack, and then we'd also support the thirty first BU was was permanently stationed or deployed out there. Um, so we were at uh, Kadena, getting ready to go on the boat. And you guys ever been to Yoshima? Uh, it's it's the it's, bombing the little bomb bombing island. No, it's it's, uh, it's an FCLP facility. So there's a oh okay. a field 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 carrier landing practice where you you go. It's basically a LHD deck marked up with all the spots around the ship, and you go practice your shipboard landings before you go out to the ship. Okay, and you got to get a certain number of passes and be deemed qualified at the field before you go out to the ship. So okay. we're at Kadena doing this. And everybody started doing like shit hot flybys when they finished their their passes or whatever. You know, they would go yeah. out, come by. There was a bunch of Marines out there. We kind of motivate the Marines. There was nothing out there, you know. So it was basically go out to the initial, put the power in the corner, and <laughs> fly by a little bit fast. Yeah. So I'm yeah. sitting there on ODO back at at Kadena, and uh, Kaz calls up. Kaz was out there doing FCLPs with Fuzz. And he's like, hey, we need gear down locks and we need to roll paddles to the BL pad at Kadena. And I'm like, wow, why? What's what? going on? What? He's like, we had a gear overspeed. I'm like, okay. I mean, guys overspeed the gear, like not all the time, but it's it's pretty common and it's not really dramatic. It's like kind of okay. not, not that big of a deal. It's right? a maintenance inspection. Usually yeah, they it's don't an inspection. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually not a, not a big deal. Um, but he's, I'm like, how much did he overspeed it by? And they're like, I don't want to say it on the radio. I'm like, holy shit! Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so apparently, what it what? It, so they come back, you know, they land, they got the downlocks, they they put the downlocks in it, everything's fine. Did he they, never they put them up. The back. Did he never so, pull the gear? Yeah. Up? So oh, I did. So I fuzz, know this so, so fuzz, he, he's and fuzz is like, you won't mind me telling the story. He's Good buddies. We were in the same school, TBS class, API class, primary, advanced, two deployments together. So he does a, a short takeoff, which you always do with the ship, off the FCLP deck. And the LSO tells him it was uh, GOAT, our XO. He says, all right, clear downwind for panels check, which is basically a way to say, hey, go fly low and fast without saying, go fly low and fast. Mm -hmm. And he goes, report the initial. So... And he comes around, you know, throws the power in the corner, gets going as fast as he can, calls the initial, and Goat says, is your landing line on? Which, as you guys know, no. only is on <laughs> if the gear's down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so 
No. He hit about 525 knots uh, with the with the gear downs. So, so you know, that is remarkable considering that's a lot of drag, right? I mean, that is yeah. a lot of drag. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, that, and he still had that thing going over 500 yeah. knots. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. just yeah. power. It's sheer power. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah there's, oh. there's no stop in the. Did he still have all the, down low? Did he lose a gear yeah. door or anything? Did it all? No, everything on? was fine. It was all. It was all good. You know what? That's a testament. So that, that is a testament. It, it approves that the gear speed was a BS number. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And several years later, I was sitting in um, aviation safety commanders course, and they brought in this engineer, gave a really great presentation on how they come up with like limits and stuff. And he's like, "Well, yeah, you can exceed things by a little bit here and there, but that chips away at the margins." I'm like. Well, how do you come up with, say, like a 250 knot gear speed for the Harrier? Because I've, <laughs> I've yeah. seen that exceeded by a lot on it's several just, occasions. It's, a, it's well, like an arbitrary number. It's too, it's too fixed. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, Iwakuni oil, oil lit, bad weather, oil oh, light. Yeah. So oh, oil, oil light. Oil, yeah. Oil, okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oil constant light, which is probably one of two really shitty emergencies in the Harrier fire yeah. light. Fire warning light being the other one. I don't know why it was a oil was a cost that it was probably should have been a warning light, but it's the light as soon as possible. Yeah, emergency. when you have one engine and you have an oil yeah, light, that's probably right. yeah, 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 yeah. So this was a good lesson for me. And if if nobody else is flying on the entire airfield, you should probably not be flying either. But we were out there and had <laughs> we're trying to make flight hours. It's like two days before Christmas, and you know it's like pouring rain. Four hundred and two. Is it around. is it nighttime too, or is it? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's oh, nighttime. Oh, for oh sure. perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like it's like twenty one hundred or something. Because nothing and, good uh, ever happens in the day, or nothing no, bad right. ever happens in the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So we, there's not even any like the normal divert to use over there. Uh, you guys were both flown over there, I think. But um, there's like Nidaburu and Suwiki that we always use. Those, those were all not legal. So I'd find some random Japanese airport that was technically legal. And if I had to go there, there's probably no way in hell it would have would have ended well. But so I, I find a legal divert and me and Bicker take off. So we're, we're not carrying any bombs or anything, but we've got full drop tanks. We're in radar jets and we've got lightning pods. So fairly heavy airplane. Right as I break the deck on the stove and start cleaning up, I get, a, you know, the caution, caution from Bitch and Betty. Great. And I think it's like, you know, you get, you get, uh, aft bay cautions a lot that are just kind of like a nuisance thing where you, know, you reset them and it's no big deal. Or you get like a, a depth res will kick off or something, reset, no big deal. So I, that's what I'm kind of thinking it's going to be. And I look down and it's oil. I'm like, ah, shit. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's uh, bad on a good, bad scale, that oil yeah. light. Cause you only got one inch. Right. Yeah. 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 And uh, the procedure for that. We would do what's called an auto flap variable nozzle slow landing, uh, yeah. where you would set the power at a certain RPM, 80 to 85% band. And that would supposedly was the easiest on the, on the engine. And then you would manipulate the nozzles to, to kind of manage your energy right. and come down and land. So I get back to around, you practice a lot in the simulator and in the airplane, but usually you're like already in the landing pattern. So you, it's pretty rare to, to practice it from altitude or from like a, a GCA approach or something like that, which uh, PAR, ground control approach, precision approach, radar, basically where the, the ground controller is 
talking you down on your insurance mm-hmm. approach. So that's what, that's why I end up flying. I come around and break out, you know, and, and land. And I, I go into what's called uh, power nozzle braking or, or PNB where the, the nozzles on the Harrier and that the slow landing part, that's kind of a misnomer because on an auto flap variable, you're, you're landing at like 150 ish. Which not, is, which is fast. Yeah. Which is pretty fast airplane, in, in right? a Harrier. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you can't use the brakes at that speed because they'll totally burn up um, and catch on fire. So we would use what's called power nozzle braking, which is basically a, a reverse thrust capability. The nozzles would swivel past, um, you know, pure vertical and go to about, uh, they go to 98 degrees, which is about 16 degrees forward because the, the way the datum of the engine set. So 82 degrees was straight down essentially. And then uh, 98 was, was, was braking stop, we called it. And then you could run the power up uh, to 70%, I think was how high we would go typically. Um, and that would slow you down. So I do that. Everything's looking good. I'm down to about 60 knots. And if you guys remember the old runway, they since built a new one, but the old runway Iwakuni, it had a resting gear at like 1,200 feet. Yeah. And you guys probably remember the, oh, yeah. the limit mm-hmm. of the resting yeah. gear was fine. Five knots. Five, five knots. knots. Like yeah. 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 So when I go to, to brake to stop for the resting gear, I, I get like zero braking action. I'm just hydroplaning down the runway. Great. Um, at like, you know, 55 knots. I haven't really slowed down at all. And I see the arresting gear coming up. Beyond that, there's about 1,200 feet. And then there's no overrun or anything on this road. It's just a cliff that goes into the water. So I'm kind of like, oh, shit. I, I take the arresting gear at about 50 knots. Just kind of thump, thump right over it. Were you, were you kind of cringing, waiting for uh, yeah, one of the outriggers yeah, like, to snag? Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when I get over that, no problem. I'm still going like 50 knots. And then the runway's coming up. And I know it's not going to stop. Oh, shit. So I'm like, well, if the motor was going to quit by now, I think it would have quit. So I just stowed off again. So I just took off again. So I went, hmm? you know, nozzled, nozzled aft, uh, which, you know, basically points them all the way back and I went to mill power. Um, and once I got kind of the motor spooled up and felt the, the thrust kick in, I, I brought the nozzles back in to do a, a normal short takeoff. The only kind of drawback to that was I was in auto flaps and not in what we call stole flaps or short takeoff landing flaps, which gives you a lot more. You get 62 degrees of flaps in stole flaps. You only get 25 with the gear down. In auto flaps, so I don't have the same lift capabilities, but kind of. And I, by the way, I, I dumped fuel down. So the whole time around the the GCA, I I had the dumps on, but I was coming down from like almost twelve thousand pounds of gas. I got down to about four thousand. The in, internal area was like twenty eight hundred pounds, so I, I couldn't get all the way down before I had to shut them off because I was about to land. So I have like four thousand pounds of gas. Um, I'm in auto flaps, and it kind of like unsticks and hangs out for. A little bit and ground effect before it starts to kind of eke away. But tower, all they see is me like go off the other runway and then disappear into the clouds. Oh, shit. They couldn't tell. They thought I disappeared off the cliff. So they're like, <laughs> nightmare. So and so, did you just crash? Holy shit. Uh, they crashed by our rescues rolling. Oh, shit. You know, yeah. Uh, everybody else at the club, like watching this whole spectacle. And uh, so I come back around and I can kind of like, that was over the bay, which we turned right downwind. Yeah. And so I, I could kind of, I had night vision goggles on, so I could pick through and kind of see like where, where the lights of the runway were a little bit through the clouds. And I, 
So, well, that's probably not going to work if I try that idle flap variable nozzle again. So I just did a, a rolling vertical landing, uh, which is a much slower approach speed, like a 70 knot uh, rolling vertical landing. I stopped, no problem. So, <laughs> so yeah, I ended up, yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of a, that was a good lesson for me, though. Jeez. Nobody else. There's Holy shit. Three That's Hornet the squadrons there. Nobody was flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, Ch- Chase wrote in a comment, too. He says, uh, you're talking about the firelight. He says he remembers another time when uh, you, you started up the jet, got a firelight right away, and it wouldn't go out. And said, uh, they came in yeah. to the avionics shop. Hey, you got to come fix yeah. this. He said he crawled up on the jet. And someone had yeah, taped yeah. the fire wire it, down with the, he's yeah. an ESD tape, electrostatic discharge tape, used yeah. to cover open connectors. So you're supposed to use, you know, plastic caps, not ESD tape, you know, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he got, hey, he got yeah. your fire light out. It was a piece of tape. Right. I, yeah. yeah. In your story, Fister, you said yeah. something I don't know we've ever covered. So, uh. Uh, bitch and Betty, you said, uh, hey, you know, Bitch and Betty was stalking. Can you oh, describe, yeah. have we ever talked about that? I don't think we have. Ta- talk That's about cool. Bitch and Betty. She's a real person, by the way. Yeah, there, yeah. There's so a woman who bitch, recorded this. Bitch and Betty is the, the audio that you hear when you get some kind of a warning uh, indication. So for warning lights, caution, it would tell you what it, what it was. Yeah, Engine it would say. fire. Engine, engine fire. fire exactly like that yeah yeah and, and it <laughs> was a female's oh, voice yeah. apparently yeah. uh nasa yeah. or somebody decided that if it was a male's voice men wouldn't really listen yeah. but a female's right. voice would get yeah. their attention right so exactly so all yeah. these voices are in a female's voice kind of computer driven you know yeah. and like yeah. you were saying it yeah. was caution caution oil yeah. She, was, yeah. she huh? was a real person i get uh, sticks yeah. points out she recently retired i seem to remember that yeah. uh, what we ought to, get, yeah. ought to get her on and see if she could do the whole podcast. <laughs> Are you serious? Tone. <laughs> She's a real person? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I do. I remember reading the article when she retired. It was like, uh, a, yeah. Was her, was her <laughs> name really Betty? I don't think so. I don't so. know. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, Sticks will look it up, I bet. Well, you know, it, it doesn't have the same effect. If her name was Katie or Laura, uh, yeah. bitch and Laura, nah, bitch and Katie. Well, bitch and Katie would have been okay. Laura. Bitchin' really Ethel? No, not bitchin' Ethel. You know, bitchin' Linda? Bitchin' Betty just kind of has a roll yeah, to it. Rolls off rolls the tongue. Rolls off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good stuff. Good stuff. That's awesome. Uh, well, let's see. I'm looking through the notes here. No, Meri- yeah. Meridian, so, um, Meridian yeah, okay. Sim Instructors. Yeah. Uh, Meridian yeah. Sim Instructors. These were probably... So, uh, were you guys Meridian guys? Or? Yeah, I, I was a Meridian when I went through as a student. And when I went through, I went out yeah. as an instructor, I was in Kingsville. So those guys were like savages. I mean, like they were, not all of them, but there was like three or four guys that were like, holy shit, if you got them on the schedule, it was like dread the entire, you know, day prior or whatever. Um, some of it was turned out to not be true. Some of it turned out to be absolutely true. But the, the two couple of stories I had with that, there was one, I'll just call him Mr. Z. Um, well, I never had him in, in Sims going through getting ready to fly the jet. And I get there from life. I got all the way through basic instruments was the first kind of stage you did in the T-45. And on the flight schedule for my BI-10, your first flight in the jet was this guy on the flight. I'm like, he's just fl- like, how can you do flights? He's a sim instructor. Right. And somebody was like, no, he, he's a Navy reservist. He also flies with the squad. I'm like, oh, oh shit. shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> First flight in the 
um, in the T45, son of a bitch. But it turned out this guy is actually like awesome. So he was the one where it was like totally unwarranted. He was a prior Marine A6 driver that went over to the Navy side and was a Navy captain reservist. Wow. And so the first thing he said, yeah, he's like, all right, you probably heard about me in the simulator. What, what have you heard? I was like, ah, kind of heard you're kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, well, I'm not like that in the airplane. So here's what I want you to do. Go right on the board. Have fun. So right, have fun. Where he's like, that's what we're going to do tonight. Like, it's going to be great. I'm not, and it was true. He was, and even in the sim, when I had him later, he was actually funny. He was like, he would yell at you, but it was kind of like a, a good natured um, yelling. The guy that was not a good natured yelling, uh, I'll just call him uh, JD. This guy was like, you would get in there for the brief and it would be nicest man in the world, very calm, brief. He'd ask you a few softball questions and you'd know him and he'd be like, great, wow, great job. You get in the sim and I had him for a WEPS hump and I'm flying the pad. I think we flew through 250 knots and I'm like, 253 knots in the pattern and the sim goes on freeze and i just hear this pounding on the table it's like what the f <laughs> what are you effing doing because you're three knots like, over what yeah he's like <laughs> what is the pattern airspeed like, 250 knots sir he's like then why the fuck are you at 253 knots you are a lazy aviator i was like oh my god so the whole sim goes like that and I get out and I'm like, holy shit, like, he's going to send me like packing, like straight out of flight school. But no, he was just right, just back to the brief manner. It was like, great job in there. Two above hop. It's like, what? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. he, he's all about the harassment. Yeah. Anybody that's been through Meridian uh, within the last probably, uh, I think he retired and like, I think he actually passed away, unfortunately, a few years back. But um, he was, he was legendary in, in Meridian. <laughs> Man. Uh, uh, backing uh, up, it, but, bitch and Betty was Leslie Shook, and she worked for Boeing for over twenty years, recording those voices. Now there you go. That you heard in your headset. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? That's yeah. awesome. Sticks knew. <laughs> How about that? Way to go, Sticks. Thank you, sir. Um, Ob Ob One stabbing away at the basket. Okay, well, I feel like I got to tell the good Obi Wan story before I before I embarrass Obi Wan. Please do, Obi Wan. So, yeah, so this was another inherent resolve story when I was with two eleven. Like I said, I was kind of flying with some of their new section leads or their new guys, and Obi Wan was a new sec- prospective section lead. And we would do uh, we had what were called fleezy checks, flight leadership standardization evaluation sorties. So the idea was you, you got a external, you know, instructor pilot. Um, to come take a look at the section leader, division leader, whatever, and sign them off as, as standardized. So it was usually like a, a WTI, basically from another squadron. So uh, we're flying uh, a hair resolve sortie as his uh, his fleezy check, and we're up there. We're getting all of these uh, targets to go look at. You know, and it goes on for like. These sorties were like eight-hour sorties, by the oh way. Oh my you, gosh! Yeah, you'd 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 have to tank like five or six times. Um, and it was like doing a trans pack with combat in between. <laughs> uh, so, oh boy! So this is going on for a while, 
and we find, and we're carrying, we're each carrying a, I think a, a GB38 JDAM and a, a laser Maverick, AGM65 uh, Echo, um, which is an awesome weapon. And you never get to shoot them in training and I'd never shot one. Mm-hmm. So um, we finally get, Hey, Fister, are, are both yeah. you guys carrying a, a target pod or is only one of you right. guys yeah. have a pod? We're both, we're both carrying, we're both carrying targeting pods. So either okay. one of us, okay. and I, th- that variant of the laser Maverick, you had to buddy laze because the interface blanked out the targeting pod. So you couldn't self-laze it. The ones they have now, the Echo 2, you can actually self-designate right. and self-laze it. So you're waiting at that time, for you. Got yeah, it. right. So so we finally get tasking to, to smash this um, ISIS technical vehicle, which is like you've probably seen them on news clippings, a big, you know, mecked up truck with a heavy machine gun in it or whatever. So we're out there and they tell us, and they were dictating our weapon to target match in this case. Um, so it's a, uh, they wanted a, a laser Maverick and we would do before attacks, we would do what was called a, an attack weapons audible, where they would basically tell what kind of attack to do, what the roles were. So who was the shooter and who was the designator. So he makes the call. Uh, we're close to siege. He says, siege one, one. Uh, buddy, LMAV, Siege One Two shooter, which meant I got to shoot the LMAV. So I was, nice. I was like, I, I didn't say it because I was like, oh, if I say this, I was like, dude, you just passed your fleecy check. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we shot it. It was awesome. It blew this thing to to hell, and then we, you know, we came back. It's like, yeah, man, dude, great job, especially hey. letting me shoot the LMAV. And you and you passed your check ride. <laughs> you way, passed your check you ride. Yeah, so that okay. was the good Obi Wan story. the The funny one is that I was flying. I can't remember if it was prior to that one or or after, but we we were taken in like uh, eastern Syria, and it was a bad it, like it was a bad conditions. Like in and out of the weather, the baskets were moving up like three or four feet at a time. And I went, I went for or this wait, is off. Uh, were you taken off a of KC one thirty? Fister? Uh this was no, this was a strat tanker. So it was oh, either shit. um it was either a KC one thirty five or it might have been a uh, like a coalition tanker. So so um, but it was uh so you know normally those are pretty stable. So you must have been in some yeah, weather. So it was no some shit. pretty it was some pretty shitty weather. Yeah. So so I, I mean I got lucky. Like I've had my share of tanker buffoonery, certainly, but I get in on like the first first stab. But Obi Wan is stabbing away and we miss like an entire almost an entire bull. I'm trying oh. to plug oh, boy. and I'm pulling up like divert numbers for, um, Azraq Jordan, which again, neither one of us had ever been to. So that was going to be great if we had to divert into there. Where but, you want to go? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause you, yeah. you were worried that he wasn't going right. to get gas and you didn't yeah. have gas yeah. to make it anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he finally, <laughs> he finally gets in, we finish the sortie, you know, whatever we get back, we do, you know, we stay on station longer or whatever to make up for what we missed. But six months later, I'm doing his weapons training officer certification and where the first few events are simulators. And in the scenario that we had, you, you went to the tanker <laughs> and he goes up there. Did you guys tank? It was in NATO. It wasn't a shawl, but I think it was like recommended that you tank in V-stall master mode because you had more information. You got like, you had the bald you could trim out, which was pretty important when you were tanking. You had your flaps on there. Um, so you can tell what your flaps were doing. Well, he goes up there just in nav master mode with none of that information to to tank. And so I was just like, hey man, uh, you know, like it's recommended that you tank in beast all master mode. And 
And then so these, these, were, these were linked sims, by the way. So by this point, we could link up the sims. So he had a wingman who was another guy from their Iraq deployment. And, and I just see him like shaking his head because Obi-Wan goes, well, this is how I did it you know, in Iraq and Syria for six months. And like he's shaking, his wingman shaking his head. Like I have the cameras on him. I, like, I couldn't resist. I was like, I keep the mic. I was like, oh, yeah. Like when you're stabbing away, we missed the entire bull because you <laughs> couldn't <get> No. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I was like, I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. Yeah, I, I guess uh, you blank those things out, right? Because uh, yeah. you don't want to remember yeah. them. And that's yeah, yeah. so good there. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, I, so something you said, uh, you know, just a few minutes ago made me start thinking. Yeah. So. Now, this is, uh, you know, you, sometimes we don't want to talk about this sort of thing. That's eight hours, sorty, eight hours strapped yeah. in an ejection seat. So physiological, physiologically, I mean, hello. Uh, so are you pillow yeah. packing? Are you just, just yeah. holding it? What the hell, man? Yeah, multiple piddle packs, multiple snacks. I mean, you're, you've got a pharmacy with you. Is they they're giving you go pills, um, yeah. which is like a legal amphetamine, um, right. you know, to stay alert. Um, and it's yeah, it is hard on the body. I mean, it is it is tough. And I you know I was only I was there for six weeks then. Then I was I did hair resolve again um, when I was the dead OIC for the fifteenth mu. And we but we only did it for like thirty days. So the guys that did it for for six months straight, you know, flying every four or five days, um, it. It's tough. Yeah. It's where's, brutal. Where's right? your body at? There's sure. got to be yeah. a better way. Holy yeah. smokes. <laughs> but hence, yeah. the song we use is our theme song. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's, uh, exactly. It's all about right. that, you know? Yeah. You cross yeah. the ocean. You got no yeah. choice. Yeah. Pack. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and if anybody, uh, in case we've never covered it before, I think we have, uh, a piddle pack is basically a heavy-duty Ziploc bag with a sponge yeah. in it to soak up yeah. your urine. <laughs> Yeah, and it's got a, zip, and, a zippy on the top, yeah. right? And there's a great Dos Gringo song about yes. trying to yeah. execute that's that our, procedure. That's our theme song. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's the, the twelve the, inch it, penis you know song. What? Yeah, hey, that's it. We are we are an adult show or adult rated show yeah. or not not for kids rated show. I guess the name of the yeah. song is Twelve Inch Penis by the yeah. Dos Gringos. Yeah. He's praying for that so he can use the piddle pack without pissing all over himself. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Fister, to keep this thing moving, uh, I see uh, Westpac 31st Mew round two steel BBs on the flight deck. What What the hell is that about? Yeah. Steel so BBs. That doesn't sound the, good. No, it sounds Navy downright would, bad. Yeah. The Navy would resurface their flight decks. They would have to basically remove the, the non skid surface before they put the new coating on. And for some reason i guess because it was the easiest way to do it they would just blast it with like steel shot um and they were supposed to contain it very tightly but that didn't always happen and there was a couple of has reps where this happened before and uh some harriers had gotten fod damage because it you know they're kind of embedded they get right. embedded in the in the non-skid yeah. and uh so right before we were going out to, to to go on the ship basically for the the 31st muse kind of two-week patrol or whatever they were doing we 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 meet the um we kind of like well sorry so this was after we flew on so we flew on we flew like three jets on the other four were back in kadena and they pulled a port so we have like a meeting with the 
ship's air department and the captain and everything. And I asked them, I was like, are you guys planning on doing this at all? Like I've read some, a couple hazard, hazard reports about, um, this going on and damaging hairs. And he's like, well, funny you should ask. We just did it like two weeks ago, but we did a really good job of cleaning it up, which, which was not true. And, uh, we had, you had the engines to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. All three (sighs) engines that we flew on. Um, so, you know, my skipper was like, oh, sister, great job. Ask the question, but next time do it before we fly on idiot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like fair. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Field grade proxy war. Field grade proxy wars. What's that? Oh man. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So 513, there were some wild times in the nightmares in the, you know, the mid or the late aughts, I guess. We had two, uh, the, the Opso Magua, he's Magua because he looked, you seen Last of the Mohicans, the Magua, the, the yeah. Indian, it's like yeah. that. Yeah, he looked, yeah. he had a haircut, looked exactly like that. And uh, Critter, so he, Magua was the Opso, I worked for him, Critter was the AMO. They were both great instructors, great mentors, taught me a ton, but they were absolute savages on the on the jopa um sorry i don't everybody explain that the junior officer protection agency so basically the captains and below in a squadron would all right. kind of band together to um not get destroyed by the field grade so so mogwa and critter were were friends so they wouldn't fight too much but they would like send their minions out to like battle each other and we had <laughs> another guy that worked at ops with me tranny that, that's a whole other great story but oh boy so tranny tranny <laughs> not the so best tranny, call sign yeah. anymore <laughs> just right, saying. yeah probably probably wouldn't fly in today's world but um the story behind it's pretty good but anyway so one day magua sent tranny down to the amo's office to get the schedule signed off by the by the maintenance officer and critter looks at it and he's like what the fuck is this piece of shit we can't do this like you're you're crazy you know what? You should take this and punch yourself in the face with it. And he rolls it up into a a ball and throws it at Tranny and like hits him in the face with it. And then he's like, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> so Tranny just stands there like deadpan and he goes, Well, sir, would you like me to punch myself in the face first or go fuck myself first? <laughs> <laughs> And they didn't start laughing at those guys. <laughs> so, but anyway, you know, yeah. The funny thing about yeah. that is people all the time to this day think I'm being either blunt or or rude and shit. Like, it's like, so the way we talk to yeah, each other. Yeah. We don't, you, know, just, I mean, you forget yeah. that other people. That's life in a gun squadron. Just, yeah. that, is, that is life in a gun squadron. You couldn't Absolutely. have said it better. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that sort of interaction is happening all over the squadron yeah. spaces <laughs> at, at any moment in time. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's awesome. All right. So, how did Tranny get his call sign? Yeah. So he when he was a student <laughs> in Kingsville, you guys had reading initials back then. So anytime yeah. something would come out like important for the pilots to know, yeah. um, there would be a reading initial, and if you were current on them, your little thing would be green, like a piece of paper or whatever. If you yeah. had one where they had to read before you went flying, it would be turned red. You couldn't fly until you read it and turned your, your thing green. Well, Tranny had like an uh, amorous rendezvous with 
um, a girl somewhere down there in, in Kingsville that <laughs> later her, her actual gender oh, came into question. Oh, no. yeah. And so, and so, you know, his buddies, instead of being sympathetic and, and helping him, um, they Tell decided me. to put that story into a read and initial. No. Kingsville. Yeah, at the squadron. I can't remember which one he was in. So everybody so had everybody, to, so everybody yeah. had to read. Everybody had to know. Oh. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that yeah. is outstanding. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? Uh that's a that is a great call sign story. Uh, yeah. It, it's pretty in, good. In the be, in the best part was uh they turned it into a read initial. There's yeah. no void in it. It's sa- savage, I know. <laughs> that is truly savage. Yeah. <sighs> that's beautiful. And yours is just yeah. a play on your name, so people that are wondering how yeah. you got Fifter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, nobody can spell or pronounce it. So there's, <laughs> there's no, nothing, nothing sexual on going no, on there, folks. No, no, <laughs> nothing no, to see no. here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, so uh, so along with uh, the tranny call sign, uh, I uh, so there's Vegas shenanigans with 513. Uh, is yeah. this the same time it's period here? Same. Same cast of characters. Okay. Um, I want I, the skipper was a great. He is awesome. I'll tell you who is offline. I don't want to. He's still active duty. Um, but same 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 cast of characters, and we had a a K court where you had to dress up as your call sign. Okay. Oh and boy. Tranny met. I mean, his wife's awesome. Great, great gal. He met her like two days before the K court, or maybe even the day before. And he had to dress up as his call sign too. So he, she lets him borrow her dress, her like leggings. Uh, he gets a wig and he shows up in his future wife's dress after no. knowing her for about 48 hours. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's a special woman there. <laughs> yeah. So that's how he, yeah. he, had a, he had a winner. So, oh my gosh. And so, yeah. wait. Uh, so, was the Kate, were you guys to, doing a deployment over to Vegas is it was a Cape yeah, we were held in Vegas. Yeah. We were doing a debt to Creech air force base. Oh, okay. Yeah. A little bit North of Vegas yeah. where they have a lot of the, the drones and stuff. Sure. So yeah. 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 Okay. So we've, we've called it K court, but it's, it's short for kangaroo court. And I think we talked right. about it way back when we were talking call signs. That's often where guys would get officially dubbed. Yeah. Their skulls. Exactly. Call signs. Yeah. 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 And we had a special gavel in uh, the great American Bulldogs. Oh boy. We that, did. Uh, <laughs> it, at the time of, uh, it wasn't me too then it was, but, but it was Patsy Schroeder and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. all that going tail hook. <laughs> That uh, we wound up uh, permanently sewing the squadron's gavel into a helmet bag. Yes. <laughs> so it couldn't be opened. And, have, and it you was important. Carry it around. It, yeah, you yeah, said you could carry it yeah. around. And not, you know, but it was sewn in there. You couldn't even pull it out for K-Court. They had to just bang the bag on the deck. Yeah. So if you can yeah. only use your imagination as to what might be in there. And it, it had yeah. beautiful Japanese embroidery on there with the yeah. VMA 223 yeah. Bulldogs DOD. Was our gavel? So, <laughs> yeah, DOD is an acronym that we just won't mention what it stands all, for. Yeah, I, yeah, it does not stand for the I, Department of Defense. Let's just put it And and it, it makes a great gavel for kangaroo court. <laughs> yeah, I I will say that the last D stood for death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can. 
I can read between uh, the lines on that one. Okay. Uh, okay. This is probably not for the. Uh, this is probably not for the uh, w- you know weak at uh, the weak stomach or whatever. But uh, you you have a note here. Uh, Ass declared persona non grata in Palau. In Palau. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's some kind of food uh, this, borne so issue. Ass is a call sign, uh, not oh. a food board issue. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, good. Okay. Ass it's, is a call sign. It I stands wanted... for air show stopper. So, ass, great, great dude. I deployed with him twice. He's moved on to. I think they've changed his call sign because he's you know more refined now, flying the F thirty five. But oh, we he was flying in the Miramar Air Show. We used to do like the level three, but then there would also be a MAGTAF demo where they'd have some helicopters come in sure. with some Marines. You'd have a Hornet and a Harrier behind a tanker. And Ass is also a, a local San Diego kid. So he was going to be like hometown hero, yeah. you know, flying in the local air show. Well, they had to go out and hold and get gas with the C-130. He couldn't get in the basket. So he, he has to declare an emergency for fuel, and he stops the whole air show. And air show stopper. A, a, single Harrier, a single Harrier taxis in. Uh, oh, that was, that that's not... so, yeah so on the on the 15th mu you know several years let's uh, this was in uh 2017 um seventh fleet yeah they're the pacific fleet i think so seventh fleet they wanted us to explore landing at kind of remote island bases and you know for certain for some future plan stuff and uh we have that set up where we're going to land in Palau and we're going to land in Yap, these kind of really small islands. And of course, so it's kind of set up and it's looking okay. But then, you know, the rest of the Mew wants to really like jazz it up, you know, instead of just it being a simple two Harriers land and come out just to try it. They want to do like a raid, like a Hellborn raid, like oh wow, all kinds of crazy stuff. And the the Palauan ambassador was like not having it. So, but Ass was already downrange, like setting this whole thing up. So he got off the ship in Hawaii, like flew to Guam, then flew to Palau. And when the ambassador found out about it, she like flipped her shit. He was confined to his hotel room and then like ejected from the country. What? <laughs> You're. <laughs> they were man. pissed. Um, oh my ass! Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we got to do it on the way back because they kind of did a little more, you know, the the big Navy side did a little more diplomatic work and smoothed it out. And we scaled it back down to just, just Harriers and some Ospreys. Um, so we got to do it. It was pretty cool. But yeah, that was, that was ass persona non grata. <laughs> Our uh, Chase, uh, Chase Cole. Chase points uh, it out. Yeah. Equal, uh, did you see what he wrote? <laughs> yeah. So, he's, uh, just, this uh, have, he's just... Fister, tranny, and ass—quite the lineup for That's today's right, show. Yeah. This, this, you know, if you took it's almost just a show title, Fister, tranny, yeah. and ass—it's not yeah. what you think. I, I'm not. You know what? That's not a bad title for this because I—I mean, and it is. I mean, if nobody knew what we were talking about and you just yeah. read transcripts, you're like, "What yeah. in the hell kind of podcast yeah. is this?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I can get that up on social media, but it's a great no. title. Oh, it is. It is. Okay. Oh, what's the uh, what's the schizo the schizo rule for your ORM worksheet? Man. What's that about? Yeah, I feel bad telling this one because schizo is a great great guy. And actually, 
It ended up not even being a mishap, so it's 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 not that big of a deal. But <laughs> wait, wait, well, the yeah. story starts with well, it ended up not being a mishap, so it's fine. <laughs> it's all right. So, so uh, you guys have ORM, we're operational risk management worksheets back then. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't worry about yeah. risk management. Yeah. We were trying not to do stupid shit. <laughs> so there are these things called operational risk management worksheets, and it was supposed to like delineate the risk level to like approval at the appropriate level. So like every little weird thing yeah. that would happen, if it was just ops normal, it would be like very low. If there was something weird, like, you know, a weather system in the area, it would go up to low. If you had something weird, like you were kind of on the edge of currency, it would go to like medium. Yeah. Well, yeah. so Skitcho is like on his way to P he's about to PCS to his next, next job. He's the XO. PCS. What's PCS stand uh, for? Permanent change of station. So he's going to yeah. move on to his next job. Thank, thank you. He's all like pretty much checked out. He's done his last flight and everything, and he's ready to leave. Well, a C card, which is an FCF profile, pops up, and he's like, "Oh yeah, shit! I'll take the I'll take the C card." <laughs> and I'm sitting in the ready room while he's out, and then I hear the radio. It's like, "Uh, hey, you need to call Crossfire Rescue." I think I just like put balled up this BL and put the put the strut through the through the wing. Now I guess what, what happened was he, he came. So C car didn't need hovers, but you had to do a, a vertical landing. So he came in like for a shit hot, you know, D cell, burned all his water because when you were kind of if you were coming in fast and had to slow down, you would bleed the motor quite a bit and you would lose performance. So was this in Yuma? Was this? This in was Yuma? in Yuma. Yeah, this was okay. in Yuma, like springtime. So not like dead of summer, but springtime. So it's only it's only one hundred and five degrees. Only like, yeah, it's only like right. yeah, yeah, strike right. <laughs> but he comes in, and I guess from like thirty feet down, pretty much just comes down like a rock. Oh, and uh, so so it made it pretty awkward because that same night we were doing like his hail and bail at the squadron bar, and it's like. All right, uh, yeah, let's get to uh, you. Get the guy, get the guy a beer. It's like, but wait, have you done your like urine and blood test right. yet? Right, <laughs> which you had. So you had a beer, and then it was like, all right, well, we'll you know, we'll get you your uh, natops and logbooks when the investigation's complete. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the 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 schizo rule became that became on the the ORM worksheet. If you were within like ten days of a PCS, you went up to like medium or yes <laughs> yes but it ended up like they found you know whatever was broken like a strut they found like one in the boneyard or something and like you know through some creative accounting and excellent maintenance by by guys like uh chase it was uh yeah it wasn't even a, yeah it wasn't even it wasn't even a class c or d so <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. Hey, real quick. Guy, I was a safety officer, and we had a guy who was – all of a sudden, we had canopies coming open. And uh, he uh – -huh. and several – there's Class C mishap based on it's based on the yeah. amount of money that it's going to cost to fix it. And one of the squadron commanders did some creative – no, it's not a mishap. Canopies are consumable. Didn't expect it to last the life of the aircraft. <laughs> like, What? I'll have some of that. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got away with it. It's like, holy oh. crap. All right. You know, we've hey, all Jen's eaten mishaps, and uh, and this guy goes, oh, nope, not a mishap. Yeah. Just yeah. a hazard report. Go, oh, brother. I think, I think we've covered this acronym one other time, but since it's fresh, 
FCF. Yeah, FCF is a functional check flight. Uh, Thank you. Also known as a PMCF, post-maintenance check flight. So yeah. Yeah. It, uh, when, and you when mentioned a C card. You had different cards that you had that had yeah. things written on them that you had to accomplish on each of those flights based right. on A card, C yeah. card. Yeah. yeah, an A card was like a full profile if it came out of heavy maintenance, and C card was like anything with flight controls. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so can I assume by the uh, note that I'm looking at that you were successful at avoiding command and staff? School? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So I was at Mott's, uh, you know, Mott's instructor and I got selected for command and staff. Uh, usually they would do, and that's like professional military education. We call it PME, kind of the steps you had to do to get promoted to the next rank and get command. Eventually you could also do a correspondence course, which I had already done, but they would still want to send you to the, the resident school for, I guess it was considered more prestigious or whatever. But I yeah. wanted to go back and fly, keep flying. It would right polish on. you. It would polish yeah. you up so yeah, much right. to go in person, right? <laughs> so I was talking to the MOTS CO about it, and he's like, "We well, should just send a letter to the board and just tell them, like, hey, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to, you know, I want to go back and fly. The fleet's sh- short on quals. Like, I think they'll see that, and they'll be like, yeah, no problem. Go, go back to the fleet. So I write this letter, and I'm like, you know, dear members of the Flemetric Commit Staff Board. Yeah. Um, please, please don't I, pick me. Uh, <laughs> for career progression, I require a department head tour, which is basically being like a an operations officer, uh, maintenance officer, or executive right. officer. Um, the fleet is very short on flight leadership qualifications, and I have the, all the, you know, I had pretty much every qual there was. Um, so I'm like, all right. So I send it in, and then I get a call. Uh, a couple weeks later after the board met and it's Twitch, another Harrier guy that was, he was, I think two COs ahead of me at two Oh three. And he calls me, he was on the command and staff board and he's like, Hey, Fister, we all like uh, your letter about how fucking great you are and how much everybody needs you. Congrats. You're going to command and staff. <laughs> oh, you're going. <laughs> so yeah, you're going. So I was like, ah, shit. so I think I'm going, but then, but the, but that year, for some reason, they usually would select primaries and alternates. That year they just overselected primaries, and Fokker was—he was a hair guy, and he was the fixed wing monitor. And I kind of pled my case to him, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you need a department head tour, and you need to go back to the fleet. So I'm going to take you off the list and cut your orders back to Yuma or, or oh, to, the, to the to the to the fleet in Yuma." So. <laughs> Nice. Well, nice done. Yeah, well yeah, done, yeah. sir. Yeah. I, I had a feeling it was going to go the other way, but well yeah, done. Yeah, it almost it almost did. Right. Well, and, it wor- and it worked. I mean, I, obviously, obviously yeah. Uh, yeah. you you yeah. filled all the squares, right. and you were uh, uh, yeah. uh, sought, sought after, or not sought after. You were uh, respected <laughs> enough to do to get a squadron command. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, Absolutely. It was pretty, well, we've been going a, a little over an hour and twenty already. So. What I want to do, let, let's talk a little bit about 203 and, and, and wind it up in there, I guess. Uh, but uh, uh, so when it turns out, uh, you, I'll, I'll tell it here. That was, I'm assuming you retired coming out of 203. Is that correct? I did. Yeah. I had about yeah, okay. um, six months after uh, I, I gave up command to 
you know, till I could retire, till I go on terminal leave. We get your but affairs yeah, in order and go on. Okay. Right. Yeah. All yeah. right. So, yeah. so you were the last commanding officer of VMAT 203, which is where newly winged pilots and pilots transitioning from other aircraft go to learn to fly the Harrier. Um, and I know that uh, squadron CEOs wake up in the middle of the night sweating, going, oh, God, you know, what, what's going to happen today? <laughs> and uh, I, I imagine you woke up twice at night because you're turning out loose new guys in this airport. Yeah, yeah, there was there was a few, a few days like that for sure. I mean, overall, it was awesome. I had a great, yeah. great group of IPs that I, you know, let them do their thing, or at least I think I let them do their, their thing. You know, I, I tried to treat them how I... I enjoyed being, you know, treated when I was a instructor uh, in the fleet or whatever. Um, there was, yeah, but there was a few days. There was on one of the Yuma debts, we had like back to back class Charlie mishaps. Like one, the an Italian student had had a um, a high speed departure and ripped off a pylon, um, and like Oof. the pylon uh, cadm, I think it was a tix, instrumentation pod had came off. And then the next day, we were just talking about canopies. Uh, early, actually, this one I think there was a bird strike. So they these guys hit like okay. a pterodactyl out in the twenty three hundred one doing lat. So we've got like back to back classy mishaps. So we're like, all right, I mean, there's not really doing. Anything. I mean, obviously the guy missing all the airplane, and but we had checked the bat, the you know, bird strike, like you know forecast and everything. So it wasn't anything really we were doing that was wrong so we didn't we kept going and like the next day when we didn't have a, a mishap i was like all right like now i see why like at the end of the stock exchange every day or when clap even when it's a shitty day for the market like, thank god there. it's over yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. this thing didn't come off the rails we right. made but, it oh man. yeah but most yeah. days were really good it was a great great tour huge honor okay. um Awesome. Yeah. Awesome tour overall. Another one. I don't know if we've ever covered, but de depart, departed the aircraft, meaning he didn't depart the aircraft as in he ejected and left it behind. The aircraft has departed controlled flight. So Yeah. So the Harrier had some really nasty yeah. high speed flight characteristics too. And it was prone to high speed de adverse yaw departures, um, which caused a, a lot of mishaps over the years, but. Yeah. 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 It would rub the engine casing and all kinds of nasty stuff. So. Yeah. Speak, yeah. Hey, speaking of mishaps, uh, I, I don't think this, uh, did you ever have your hand on the ejection handle? Uh, no, I, I was, I was pretty lucky. I never really even, I mean, that Iwakuni one was, was probably about as close as I think I, I got to thinking good. about it, but yeah, I, I had a pretty good run. I ended up with like 20, a little over 2,600 hours and never, never felt like I was in nice. a really, really bad spot. Well done, sir. Well done. Nicely done. Oh, and Chase tells us about your uh, your last flight in the water cannon salute. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Was, so, uh, so you know, they all often say the pilot's last flight uh, has fire trucks uh, shooting water over his aircraft, and it's either a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of got two last flights because I actually flew the last two or three flight. Ever okay. like of a two or three jet, and then I got to two twenty three was 
was gracious enough to give me a last flight when I was just kind of bumming around the mag waiting to, to retire. Okay. So well, yeah. he's telling me that they misaligned the uh, fire trucks and wound up soaking the uh, all the Marines sitting there waiting for the ceremony. Marines helping Marines. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's hilarious. So, um, Big, I think I heard you ask the question about the ejection handle. Did yeah. you say you ever have a hand on the handle? Yeah. I missed the answer. Said, no, sorry. he said so, uh, no. The the oil light in Iwakuni was like the worst. Uh, okay. The worst situation. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's a good career. <laughs> yeah. That, that is a good career because there are guys out there who have shelled three of those bad boys. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. I know. <laughs> that's right. I know it's a hard. Yeah, and by no. the way, they're uh, two inches shorter than they used to be. That's right. Before they don't have much to spare. So, <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of that, did you? Uh, how's your neck and your and your back from all the uh, flying? Uh, it they, they hurt, you know. Um, especially two o three doing doing a lot of BFM. I flew with uh, four hundred one for a couple of years too, and they have five. So, oh yeah, did a lot of a uh, lot of BFM. Um, it's basic not as bad maneuvering. now that I yeah, basically fighter maneuvering. So, uh, a lot of turning and looking under under a lot of G's. Um, Boy, so that's kind of hurt, but it. yeah, but not, you know, not too bad. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Uh, what do you think? Uh, should we, should we wrap this thing up? Cause uh, we we've taken a lot of his time. Yeah, we are indeed. But, uh, oh, these are great stories. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. It, yes. So, I, Hey, uh, first of all, uh, Fister, thank you for your service and for thank you service. for sharing. Uh, you know, you you know, you're a very humble guy. I don't have any stories, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, you actually have great stories. And the and the thing is, we're going to shut the microphones off, and you're going to start telling more stories. <laughs> and and uh, that's just how it goes. So uh, anyway, <laughs> should we uh, should we should we wrap this thing up? I think repeat? we should. I think we should. So thank you for your. For your time thank you for your service and uh, uh hopefully you'll come back i'm sure you've got more to yeah. tell we'll think yeah, of them as it goes here yeah you know an hour from now you're gonna go oh why didn't i, oh, why yeah. didn't I think about <laughs> that <laughs> so, you, so when you do have place. that moment yeah make them a little bullet okay. note. yeah yeah and we'll 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 collect them and we'll we'll have you back <laughs> and also, awesome, uh, guys. next time you're sitting in the cockpit at work and you're uh you're you know just talking like we do and somebody tells a story Go, hey, you need to have, you need to tell this story to Fig and repeat because uh, that's a good one. Right? Yeah, I got to be careful. I might, well, I think most of these stories wouldn't do well in our uh, current line of work. Depending on right. The, yeah. Well, your, you got you to know your like audience, right? Read your you audience. You got to know your right. audience. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Exactly. So, all right. Well, thanks, guys. Well, thank awesome. you. Yeah, you bet. And we're glad you, uh, we're glad you came and spent some time with us. We also need to thank uh, some folks, uh, some other folks here today. Yeah. We'll start off uh, by thanking the folks over at Backbeat Media who handle all our advertising for us. We really yeah. appreciate that. Thanks, Dave Hamilton. Yeah. Dave yes. Hamilton. That's He's his the company. man. He uh, he also has uh, the Mac Geep Gab and the Gig Gab business. That's for musicians. Yep. Yeah. In the oh, you know, I didn't put that together for it. Gig Gab. Yeah. yeah. For Dave's musicians. A huh. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, we've mentioned his name several times during this show, but Chase Cole, thank you for running the Facebook group over there. Uh, you're a huge help with that. Thank you to Styx, who is uh, kind of a producer for us, does a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, checking up and, and working on things. And another huge thank you to Chucker. He is our second. Last week we mentioned Sal Marinello is our uh, tank double tanker double. aircraft commander. And and Chucker stepped up and with a huge donation again, so he is now a, a double tanker aircraft commander. So thank you so much. God bless you. We appreciate that. And he's put us in touch with a couple more Vietnam-era vets. I think we're going to wind up getting on the show. So looking forward to s- talking to some of these folks. One of them was on the uh, – I just went blank right? on the carrier. Forestall. The, forestall, the fire on the Forestall in the yeah. Vietnam. So he, he was there and is on that video. So we're going to be chatting with that gent. I'm looking so, forward to that. Yeah. And don't forget, uh, we have a merch store, you know, if you want to get that bikini for your girlfriend or, or your wife or both, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, go to so there I was dot us slash merch and hey, you got, we got hats, we got koozies, we got coffee mugs, we got what else? Bikinis, oh, shot towels, glasses, shot uh, glasses, whatever. Shirts, polo shirts, T-shirts, and uh, there was a request to get a hoodie up there. I'm going to see if we can get a hoodie going. Right. So, you know, winter's coming up. So, yeah. Uh, I'm playing around with it. Just uh, I may or may not be able to do it, but uh, I, I, I think I've got a way to get a quiz up on our website. So you can go in there and, and play around with uh, learning glossary. how, seeing how much you've retained uh, from either oh. the glossary or listening to the show. So there's some good stuff there i'm probably going to set it up so you have to be logged in to to do the quiz right now i've got two uh aircraft carrier based operations questions up there but we'll find a bunch of other questions from the shows that that'll be worth putting up there and have some fun with that you know yeah right (laughs) i know i did just by writing the questions so awesome oh i know who that is those guys those are the two uh, Air Force F-16 pilots that make the Air Force sound good. That's the Dos Gringos. Thank you I want to the Dos Gringos for letting us use their music. Dos Gringos. Gringos. And their backup <laughs> band. When those guys aren't there, the backup band calls themselves Los Gringos. Which <laughs> so is the, the Gringos. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, Fig mentioned the glossary and, uh, you know... That's about it. I don't know. Do you have any advice for everybody until we get back together next week, Vic? Well, don't sit on the ejection seat handle. Don't do it. Stay safe and check six. There I was crossing the pond and you could see that I wasn't exactly fun. Of all the shit I was wearing on that day Now an F-16 is cramped enough But it's even worse with all that stuff Supposed to save your life But we knew there was no way Cause when you're going down the North Atlantic Man, it's over What'd he say? He said it's over It's the wrong week, Quit Sniffing Blue Don't!